Hello and welcome to the Coach Marky Manila podcast. I am Coach Marky Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Don't forget to sign up to my newsletter down below so you never miss any of my tips and techniques I don't share on my podcast. And of course, if you find anything that I share with you today or any of my other podcasts helpful, please consider helping me. Find me a cup of coffee. It enables me to continue making these podcasts free and also helping provide free coaching for a selected number of people who are from, shall we say, economically deprived situations who need this help but can't afford it. If you're able to afford it and you know the gift that English can give you in your life, then do please consider helping. Thank you in advance. So today I'm going to talk about, well, my lovely students in India. Hello, listeners in India. You are rising rapidly. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we've had some interesting comments in already. Remember, if you've got any questions, you can message into the show directly. That's your best bet. Please just send me a voice message, right? Ask me your questions. It's a good chance for you to practice your English. And I will be answering some of these questions in future shows. That's going to be coming soon. You know, ask Coach Mark in Manila, and we're going to do a Q&A. So if you want to get your question into my mix and also hear my response to your question, please message me there, or you can drop me a line at Telegram, or WeChat, or hello at initial-impact.com. It takes me a bit longer on the emails to get to those because I am inundated. Um, I do have a team of people now checking all those emails, but it is really hard, really hard for us to get through it because there's so much we're trying to do here. So your best bet is WeChat, or Telegram, or message into the show. Okay, so where to begin, really, because it is a large topic. The three English pronunciation challenges for you from India. Okay. Um, you all do an amazing job, clearly. Um, speaking English is a tricky language, to say the least. Um, obviously, India was a British colony uh, till, I think, 1947 or thereabouts. And, of course, English is an official language there. Although Hindi is, of course, the national language spoken by the majority of Indian people, right? Okay. So if you think about it, we know that English is the language of instruction in cities and schools. Um, also, a, a fun fact. India has the third largest population of people speaking English as their first language. So after the US and UK, right? So this is a, you know, a big English speaking environment. And in India alone, there's about, I think, over about 1,500 languages or thereabouts last time I researched this, and about over 2,000 dialects. So it's highly diverse. Um, and this was what makes it fascinating to work with so many Indian students. Um, and if you're one of my Indian students, hello to you, and I hope you're doing well there. Um, now, when we look at it, um, a lot of my Indian students automatically are trying to immigrate to either the UK and Australia. Okay, And in Australia alone, about 1.4 or 5% of that population is now made up of people originally from India. So, of course, having a good level of English is essential for you getting by if you're going to the UK, the USA, Australia. Okay, if this is you and you're looking to immigrate and get yourself over there. I work with a lot of IT and software engineers um, in particular, so and doctors as well, medics um, who are relocating and need to pass the OEP. Then again, nice to have you with me if you're listening and we can help you improve your English, perhaps even get you passing the IELTS and OET that you're going to need to get in for the visa. Uh, requirements. If you want help on the OET and IELTS, by the way, I do offer that service on ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com. You can purchase tasks, writing and speaking tasks with me. You don't need a booking with me. You can just purchase that and then do them as and when your schedule allows, which is very good for busy doctors or medics or professionals. And uh, we can give you feedback as to how you're sounding. I can correct you and do your writing tasks too and help you improve your answers so you get a higher score. Okay. 
So let's talk about some of the big issues we've got with pronunciation because it's no no real um, I think secret that my Indian speakers come to me mostly because they say I want to sound clearer. People don't understand me. So I know many of you are rather concerned about this. I also have to say that the majority of my clients who come to me and they work at multinational companies also say something similar. They say, you've got to help me improve my listening skills because I have a team and they're made up of people who are trainers and they're training me from India and Pakistan and other countries. And sometimes the accents are very hard. They're getting in the way. Um, also, some of the issues with pronunciation of leaving out sound. So let's talk about it today. Listen out for these yourself. Remember, make it an active learning session. So pen and paper for the ready, please. All right. Um, make a note of some of the things that I'm saying that hit home to you and then try and practice them after the session. Also use any words and phrases I'm saying or idioms and practice using them to summarize what you've heard in this session. Okay. So first one is devoicing. So many times I find my students when they first come to me and um, for these, these pronunciation issues, we devoice them. We get it the wrong way around. So a z sound, okay, becomes a s sound, okay? So v as in v for Victor becomes a f, okay, for Freddie. So these are common as well for other nationalities. So even if you're not from India, this podcast will help you. Uh, the b is a p, okay? This happens again with my Arabic speakers. Um, the D as a T and the G, the J, the G, G, G sound as a K, hard K sound, okay? So the G is sounding as a K to kilo, right? Now, these pairs of sounds are very similar to each other, right? And there's not much of a difference between a S and a Z sound, okay? And the problem is, is that we've got a bit of a problem with how this is received because um, the voice is kind of more switched on to pronounce the, the z and off to the s, okay? And for this reason, we often call this devoicing, okay? So we will often hear you mixing it up and switching them around, okay? So I say, you know, how are you doing today? And I often hear people say, I'm doing vine. I'm doing vine, but they mean fine. Right? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Okay. Um, often as well, we sometimes hear things with W's and D's too. So while I was working, okay, this can also be the same for you if you are a German speaker, okay, or someone from Belgium. So bear in mind these things. Also, there are sound differences. So look out for these. Are you doing these things? Okay. So there's the voiceless th as in thing. Okay. And also we have an issue with the voice as in this or that okay so thing is not as pronounced so we often find that you replace the th as in this or that with t or d so it becomes tis or dat 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 not that this also happens out in the philippines and many people instead of saying the will say the give me the cup all right okay so listen out for yourself if you're doing that correct it okay Try to, uh, as I say, the best technique I can give you here is to record yourself saying a list of words with these, these sounds in, okay? Try and write a sentence or two with these sounds in and then read the script back out loud and record yourself, listen back and find out, yeah, I'm doing this. I am absolutely, yeah, not saying this correctly, okay? Um, the other technique I can suggest you do, if you go to a great site called Podcastle, Podcastle, just Google Podcastle. It's an AI site, okay? There is a free account there with very limited options. And, and But what it allows you to do, you can literally 
like upload, upload yourself speaking, your audio of yourself, and then it will literally transcribe it. It will write, okay, your words, and you will say if you're pronouncing it as a d instead of a the, so you're saying that instead of that, then that AI app will also write that, and it's going to help you very quickly visually see God, this is this is what I'm saying. So this is a great, great piece of AI that you can use, not in the way that they've developed it for, but I use it with many of my students to pick up, to point out to them, look, this is what it's coming out as being transcribed right. This is how you're being heard. Also, if you're interested, get signed up to my newsletter because I am developing an app that is going to help you with modulation, intonation, your pitch, and also picking up these key issues. So that when you're speaking, it will flag up if you're putting the literally the sound in the wrong place and switching it around. This is also going to be a really nice app for you because you're going to love using it. Okay, it's going to reward you. The more you use it, okay, the more rewards you get. So please sign up to my newsletter. It's the only way you're going to find out when this one is ready. Okay. Um, also, we have mixing up. So the the word, as we say, as a but sound. Okay, the put, t, and k, the k for kilo at the start of words. Um, we often hear that those are, are mixed around as well. There are many sound differences, okay? Um, now, let's look at some of the consonant clusters as well, okay? So we hear people adding in an unstressed vowel. This happens also with Arabic speakers. So instead of stress, we get e-stress. Street becomes e-street. Going down e-street, okay? And also, this is unusual for Indian speakers. You sometimes add in an unstressed vowel. So we get filam, filam instead of film. I'm going to see a filam. All right. So listen out for that. As I say, try to catch yourself doing that and then just correct it. Always correct it. Always correct it. Go back and correct it. And the only way you can do that is by practice, practice, practice. Okay. And listen to yourself back. You have to be prepared to listen to yourselves. All right. Also, um, prosody differences, right? So look, the stress. Indian languages mainly follow a symbol sign pattern. So the word stress is secondary to the rhythm, okay? English is, on the other hand, stress-timed with complicated rules of word and sentence stress. They don't follow a predictable pattern. So this is something to really think about. Where are you placing your stresses? Listen back and compare yourself to other people, all right? Also, your intonation. Um, many times in Indian languages, when I speak with my Indian students, we have a rise in pitch that you use to signify emphasis, right? And your statements and questions follow a rise fall pattern of intonation. So this kind of gives a like a, a melody, right? A sing-song quality, right? Okay. This I often hear if you're a fluent speaker from India, right? We go up and down like this, okay? We go up, right? Okay. But in English, a rise in pitch is really used mostly to indicate a yes or no question, okay? Or to signal uncertainty. Yeah? See? It went up. Yeah? Okay? Are we sure? Are we not? Right, okay. But most statements, like, and that is a fact, there, falls in pitch, right? Particularly when emphasizing a point. I don't agree with that. Listen, I don't agree with that. Okay. So you can hear the difference. And a fall is also common at the end of the, the WH questions, like what, when, where, why, and how. All right, so we'd say, where do you do that? How do you do that? So listen, how? It goes up, doesn't it? Like how? Because I'm questioning how do you do that? But then I finish on a flat, okay? A down. So you've got to think about where you are rising and falling, people, and how this is 
potentially affect you if you're from India, because these are the common uh, pronunciation difficulties um, that we have. Okay, when we're looking at what's going on with the Indian uh, learning, as it were, of English as a second language. The accent um, isn't so much the problem as has been pronunciation. So it's down to mouth mechanics, all right? This is similar to other students as well. So I want you to know that I'm not singling out any nationality because saying that there is a worse problem here than another. These are specific ones I found with your particular um, fellow fellow speakers, okay, of English as a second language. So I'm sharing this with you to really help focus you and hone you in on exactly where you should be looking at placing your attention in your particular coaching and learning sessions. Now, clearly, even though English is spoken widely around you, the problem is, is how well is it being spoken, okay? Um, now, what I want to just say here to finish about my Indian speakers is this. If you want to be successful in India, it seems, you've got to be able to speak and read in English, right? Okay. But millions of Indians out there, you know who I'm speaking to and about here, are not part of this, okay? You are living in a country where it is around you, but if you have not had the ability, because you've been discriminated against and you haven't been able to attend an elite or middle-class school to you know, uh, coach English, then you are possibly struggling. And this might be why you're listening to my podcast. And if this is you, if this is you, I totally feel for you. I totally understand. And it's really difficult for you. I mean, how on earth can you participate in a country where, you know, you can't maybe always read everything on, on labels on the back of medicine um, to give your children or these simple things that most people take for granted. And that being oppressed by a mere lack of knowledge is a big no-no, right? It's just totally a, like social injustice gone mad, right? Okay. Your food ingredient labels, if you can't understand it, okay, um, everything, access to court, your street signs, your movie tickets, okay? So we've got to look at the discrimination here that is also working against some Indian speakers, okay, of English as a second language. In a way, um, English has become the language of the elite in India, it seems, from my working with other students, and therefore there's a huge pressure upon you to also speak at a very high standard, right? And so I know many of you are coming to me because you're concerned about how well you're speaking. Um, and, and really, honestly, it's because obviously the elite can afford to travel and therefore they learn English and it would seem that you would need this, okay? And therefore, if you've got this, then it signifies that you have money because you can afford to travel and go abroad. Whereas if obviously you couldn't, you didn't know English, right? Okay. So it's being used and it's very similar here in the Philippines in many ways to signal a type of elitism. All right, and I am here to try and really level that playing field. If you are somebody who's struggling um, with your English as your second language, but living in a country like India, um, where it is used around you as an official language, okay, then I really want to help you. Okay, and I hope that these podcasts have assisted you to some extent, but clearly you might need more support than that. And there are there are there's a couple of ways that I can assist you, but the biggest way I can assist you right now is if you check down below, there are some links to enter. I have got nine places up for grabs, okay, for a 40-minute coaching session with me. That's an intensive coaching with me. And that has been generally generously provided by a Japanese student, okay? 
an amazing woman who wants to help as many people through the work I'm doing to reach worldwide. So this is your chance to get a session with me. And in that 40 minutes, we can look at exactly what's going on for you and try and help improve your English for you. Okay, give you the, the advantage that perhaps people with more money in your country or elsewhere are able to get and you can't because of your situation. So look, if you're an Indian speaker today, I salute you. You do a great amount of work. You are facing challenging situations simply because of how things are. The main thing is, as I say, to focus on those three big areas I mentioned with the pronunciation, okay, the different sounds and how you're switching them around. You can go to engu.com, which has got fabulous, fabulous resources there for you, free of charge. You can practice different minimal pairs, which is what I recommend you do with those sounds I just mentioned, okay? The th sounds, okay? The th and the tut sounds, the put and the but sounds, the v and the what sounds. Do the minimal pair training on there and try to see how you get on with that. Give me 10 minutes a day is all I ask. 10 minutes a day. And if you do that, you will start to see an improvement, okay? Over the course of 28 days, if you do it consistently, you will see results showing up. So good luck to you if you're a, an Indian speaker of English as a second language. You're doing a great job. Um, do check out my newsletter for more. And if you feel I've assisted you today, feel free to buy me a cup of coffee to help me create more content for those of you who can't afford to get any other help. I'll see you soon. Take care. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.